You're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Hi. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to, to Required, Required Reading. Reading. I'm Charlie. And I'm Amy. And we are two unqualified Otago students. And in this podcast, we discuss books and sometimes their adaptations, mostly so we can avoid our uni work. On this episode of Required Reading, we are talking about Beautiful World, Where Are You? by the Sally Rooney. On this episode, we're talking about socialist conspiracies, hot, steamy sex, casual academic emails between friends, the Sally Rooney cinematic universe, and of course, commerce bros talking about Bitcoin. So this is our first podcast back in a while. Yeah, it's it's been a hot minute, hasn't it? Yeah, we're feeling a little shy. We're feeling a bit nervous. It's, we're excited though. We're excited. It's been like almost a year since we last recorded. Where have we been? We have been all over the show. Yeah, we have been making money moves um, like and experiencing kind of a, this beautiful world. I feel like it was a collective experience. If you're at university, actually, just if you're in life, la- the last semester of life, that was hard shit, guys. After you Stuff finish happened. university, do does anybody continue to count? years and semesters because I actually think it's quite a nice way to split up the it's year it's a great way to split up the year and then you always give yourself a holiday at the end yeah anyway we're back um so we're back for season three yeah. um sorry for the hiatus but um we didn't we really on our um, Instagram said it, we're pausing here very exciting things coming and then we didn't do anything and then nothing for like exciting three months. um so sorry for like edging you guys yeah oh <laughs> But don't say sorry for that. I'm not. I'm not sorry. Actually, you know that's a, that's what 2022 is about. We're not going to apologize for, for anything that we're going to say. But yes, okay, we're back, and we thought that we should have a callback to our first season. Yeah. Um, with our opening episode for season three, and so that's why we've decided to go with our main girl. Yeah. Our number one. She is the sister I never had. She's the mother I've always wanted. And a mother. I've got three sisters, but she's the fourth (laughs) sister that I never had. The other mother that I've always wanted, and the best friend that I've always dreamed of. It's Sally Rooney. It's Sally Rooney. It's Miss Sally Rooney. And her latest book, divisive. Her most divisive book. Beautiful Beautiful world. world. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And we also thought this was quite telling because people have probably thought required reading. Where have you been? Where are you? Yeah. I, the first thing that I want to say about this book is the amount of hype that went on around it. The way this book had like the whole literary internet world in a like a, in a chokehold was actually unreal. It was the level of hype where I was like, "Oh, this is just common knowledge. Everybody knows in Beautiful World Where Are You is going to be released." Do you know what I mean? I talked about it as if it was something that was happening collectively, yes. collectively to all of us. I I, I just assumed that literally every single person in the entire world would be reading this book the minute upon release. And I've been thinking back. I've been putting myself back into my mind, you know, my head yeah. headspace before it came out. Heads- and I've, yeah. I've been thinking, were you thinking headspace, the meditation yeah. app? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going on, thanks Andy Puttycomb, I was meditating on this. Um, and I was thinking about the way that I remember reading a spin-off article about Sally Rennie coming out and the frenzy, the absolute frenzy, and that there'd mm-hmm. be a shortage in New Zealand. And the Wellington Library bought like 50 or 80 copies, I think. They're wilding out. Which is more than they've ever bought copies of a book before. And there was still, like, at the time of the article coming out, which was, like, was like three weeks before the book was coming out, there's, like, 180 people on the wait list. Makes which sense. is actually insane. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking about is the fact that, do you remember, it came out during, like, lockdown, the second lockdown. Yeah, because it came out last year in, like, September, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it came out. But all of the supply, because like nobody had it yet because it hadn't come out in the world yet. And all of the supply was stuck in some like shipping container in Auckland. And I remember going into Bay Hill Books and seeing Renee and being like, where is it? And she was like, nobody has it. Nobody has it yet. It's <sighs> not It's not an essential service. And to be honest, look, all props to the Ministry of Health and the New yeah. Zealand government. You know, you did a really Absolutely. good job. But um, you made one huge flaw. Huge. Huge. What the fuck is an essential service if, if it isn't not, Sally Rooney? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I needed my sex scenes. And I, I tell you what, I got them. Oh, my God. Let's, let's, oh, my God. I'm actually getting fussed. But before we, <laughs> before we get them. there, yeah. 
we have to do a fun fact because obviously we're not loose and it's like for you us know, to get you know into it we actually are kind of tight you we know are, it's, it's yeah. been a long time you know we need to loosen up these mm-hmm. old podcasty joints exactly so a fun fact okay yeah. i'll start and i i don't want to carry on last um season's trend of me coming in with a not fun fact it was either just a a, a, a fact. sad fact <laughs> Or, or just a fun. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found this on a, cu- a website called kidskittle.com. Um, from what I could glean, it seemed like kind of a, um, a kid's Wikipedia, if you will. And um, the title page was Sally Rooney Facts for Kids. <laughs> Which I was like, what child is having to like Google Sally Rooney for like a homework, like, assignment but i love i love that i hope that she's kind of on the same I hope level she comes as, out with a picture book yeah yeah okay. i think she will have you seen those little picture books of like an incredible woman and it's like telling their stories sally rooney's next what's she gonna do with all the sex though anyway um the fun rooney fact for kids was that rooney wrote her first book at 15 but describes it as quote absolute trash that will never see the light of day i would still read it i would still I would read, read it, it and i bet you that it's actually incredible i bet it's not very good i i, I think she's probably grown as, you, as an artist yeah when did you write your first book god that's hard that's so rude of you <laughs> <laughs> when did i write my first book i haven't read it written a book i only write short stories i did write a book oh i actually no, me and Ch- no my, me, my brother and i spent one tramping trip when i was six and he was nine and we mapped out like a whole we world built yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This world, there was talking panthers. I think there was. It really was just us like mashing together all of the things and like children's stories that we liked. There was like mystical powers. There was yeah. like some gemstones. There was some animals. There was some wolves. You know. Yeah. Um. No, I did the exact same thing because I was I wrote this I wrote this novel called um the hole in the tree. And um, when I tell you it was a direct ripoff of the Magic Faraway Tree oh, by yeah. Enid Blyton, it was a it was an exact copy ripoff. Paste. I copy yeah. pasted it and I said I am really doing something you didn't look here. At me. Wow, 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 wow! It was not good. I yeah, would like I, to find it. I never wrote like an actual story. Like I like no, I wrote like short stories, but I never wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't very persistent. I think I was just like, fuck, oh, I'm tired now. Words. I'm gonna yeah. go make some cupcakes. Even like a one thousand word assignment. It's like, oh my god, can't uh, even. Not anymore. No. One thousand words is okay. That's a day. But... Anyway, um, my my fun fact is um, it's it's a light fun fact. Okay. It's 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 light. It's that Sally Rooney is a Pisces. What does that even mean? Though? I don't like, I'm know. I'm not an astrology. I don't know. Person. I think it's isn't the Pisces the fish? Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. But what does that mean? Pisces characteristics. Okay, let's see. But oh, also, like, why don't why? we need to know her rising sun and her setting star or something? Moon. Maybe, but for now, oh, okay. Pisces has a constant attention. What? <laughs> 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 they have a constant okay, okay. That would be nice. Constant is a fish. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can do it. You, um, you can, you can Pisces do it. is a fish. Yeah. And some of its core characteristics is that they are psychic, empathetic, and compassionate. They have immense sensitivity, and they can easily be swallowed by emotions. That tracks. That absolutely tracks. That does track that tracks. For, for Rooney. Yeah, okay. I love that we had to verify... Whether she's Pisces enough, <laughs> and and the and it's having good. It's, having it's known good. not that much about her personally, but we're or like, anything about astrology. But it's like yeah, <laughs> off that one sentence of the random astrology website. Yeah, certified Pisces. Yeah, you're welcome, Sally. Absolutely. So, Rooney's third novel. This one mm. it follows three different relationships all yeah. at the same time. The first one is between an Irish novelist called Alice who has recently had two major successes. Sound familiar? familiar? (laughs) (laughs) And she meets, uh, she moves to this sort of seaside town and meets a local man called Felix. Mm -hmm. And they begin to fall in love. Okay. And then the second relationship is between Eileen and her super, super super hot. Super daddy. Super zaddy, hot, tall, muscular man, childhood best friend called Simon. 
And then the third and the most important yeah. relationship is between Eileen and Alice, who have been best friends for years. Mm-hmm. And this relationship is interestingly um, primarily told through emails that they send mm-hmm. to each other, uh, and they it's about these it's these musings on the state of the world as well as the odd update on their mm-hmm. individual romances. Yeah. Um, so it kind of the structure of the book is is like a chapter. Uh, detailing one of the two romances, and then in between each of those chapters, there's an email. It's almost Eileen as if it's Alice. like there's this one long story that's like, like interspersed with these creative nonfiction works. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like they stand on their own. I absolutely. feel like the, the the place for us to start is actually the emails. Yes, I, I agree because that is that is really the thing that um. That's the thing that uh, people, that people do not like people love or it, love it. Or they fucking hate it because yeah. it it does create it does slightly disjoint the book a little bit. Yeah. So I can understand why people really dislike it. I mean, let's know? talk about one of these. Like, do you have you, a favorite? If, yeah, I definitely have a favorite. I feel like it's it's good for us to like explain what the email, why the emails are divisive before we like talk about where yeah, they yeah. are. Um, essentially, they're like these kind of dwellings on like. Obviously, things that Rooney herself has been thinking about. Like, she's yeah. had time since her last... Like, since Normal People came out in, like, 2019. So, it would have been written, like, 2017. She's had, she's had time yeah. to be thinking about things. And each, like, email is kind of about, like, a kind of... A big deal that one of the characters is thinking. Like, a big event that one of the characters... Like, not something that's happened to them. Like, like the Dark Age and, and the Iron Age. Like when we just like lost yeah. civilization, or like it's qu- they're quite they're very much they're very academic. They're very emails, academic. You know, they are not. They don't really reveal much about Alice and Eileen as yeah. characters and what really makes them tick. It's about their beliefs and actually two friends connecting on those sorts of levels, like into intellectually. And it's also about that kind of when you are somebody that's like studying and you have studying friends. It's the way that you can yeah. have arguments about things. But it's like not you're not upset. Like you're arguing yeah. because it's like I don't know, it's a muscle to be worked, you know? Yeah, and I also like it because they it does they do the classic best friend thing where you're arguing passionately, but you're arguing passionately in agreement with each oh, other. Absolutely. You know, you're yeah. not actually yeah. They're but, like, but I think But I think the exact, the exact same, same thing as what you, you're thinking. And here's my argument. But I'm for thinking it. it from a different perspective <laughs> yeah. you might not have considered. So like one of them, my favorite one is about the lost civilizations, about yeah. how we have this like blank thousand years where we don't know really what happened and yeah. we lost the like ability to write and stuff. And that one's also about plastic. <laughs> yeah. Um and there's just this line. It's about, yeah, how plastics corrupted our ability to comprehend like actual beauty because and it says now a majority of our objects in our visual environment are made of plastic the ugliest substance on earth a material that that when dyed does not take on color but exudes color in an intimately ugly way yeah i mean they're beautifully written they're beautifully they're beautifully written they're very thought-provoking and they are i i I really thought that they were um fantastic little little uh Essays, yeah, little um creative essay works, but I gotta say they were not they were not my favorite. I know I didn't like them that much. I I appreciated them for what they were, and I appreciated why they were in there. Yeah, but I think that my biggest problem with them is, and I know that this was pro- this was Sally Rooney's intention was to kind of imbue this book with like her own mm-hmm. authorial voice, but my issue is that they were written the exact same, even though they were told through two different yeah. characters perspectives and i also find that if i if she was going to muse on these huge social events why would she muse on them from two, by two women who, who essentially come from the exact same place yeah absolutely. you know and i thought that like a lot of and what also they were from discussing a place that is is privileged and yeah, like privileged educated. white educated and i just thought that like yeah. it actually wasn't expanding was these perspectives. See, I'd like to talk about my socialist conspiracy. Okay. Which is that I I love the essays. I do think it's a random move. Yeah. To like put them into a book that like doesn't stands on its own without them. Like you don't need no. the, the essays could be taken out. And she could have published the essays as her own work. Yeah. And done like a Zadie Smith intimations kind of job. You know, that would have oh. that would have been great. But I think 
that we talk about it in the normal people episode about the way that like normal people the book is actually a marxist text and that it like deconstructs yeah like capitalism stuff like that but then it became so popular that it became like an accessory to like like everybody that that it was a capitalist accessory oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) it's a capitalist accessory for like the 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 well-off essentially absolutely and so you've had one of the biggest books of like this decade come out everybody is itching for you to have your next one it's long awaited you know that people are pre-ordering it pre-ordering to the point that nothing has happened like nothing has pre-ordered that much before yeah why wouldn't you for the people, all of those millions of people that have taken up your book and taken it the wrong way, why wouldn't you then Uno reverse card and put all of that socialist theory so blatantly obvious for those people yeah. that are buying it because it is the hottest thing it's and kind to of force a serve. them, it's such a serve to force them yeah. to consider these things. And I will say... um, Recently, I did finish Conversations mm-hmm. with Friends for the first time. And I actually think that those three books together create quite the trilogy. And yeah. I, I honestly think that reading them in the order of Normal People, then Conversations with Friends, then Beautiful yeah. World Where Are You, it actually shows like this progression of sort of she imbues the yeah. story of Normal People with, with um, Marxist uh, critique and Marxist theory. And then it, that slowly expands into overt socialist theory yeah. in the actual text. Yeah. Which I thought, oh, so I wonder what she's going to do next. Do you think she's going to completely change I mean, that's the thing with me. I, I loved Beautiful World Where Are You. But it, if she does the same thing for, like, like, like all of her stories are about, like, a, a mostly straight woman and a mostly straight man um, yeah. falling in love and not communicating properly and not being very good for each other and they're, they're together in the end or are they not? You know, like it's... Yeah. It's the same. And and I think, I think that young writers that get really famous really fast don't have to learn how to grow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she's she's not spending this time kind of developing things to probably... She's not failing enough. Yeah. She's not learning from failing. No. And She's only learning from succeeding. I wonder though Which also because claim. like a problem that Alice encounters is sort of this creative roadblock. She doesn't really know where to go. She's got these pressures from her publishers. And Alice is very clearly Sally, Sally Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> and so I feel like Sally Rooney herself, this was kind of her cry for help being like, I need to get out of this yeah. sort of box that she's written herself into, you know? Yeah, and like there's someone I, help her from her, save her from her save flesh her prison. from her flesh prison. Okay, oh god, yeah, she's definitely she's overtly turning to the camera yeah. and being like, she, like she talks about the way that everybody reads her characters as herself and how she hates that, but she's talking about it from a character's point of view. So she's but, like talking, and I get it, but I, I, I can't disagree with that critique. All of her yeah. characters, all especially her female characters are the same. In my yeah. mind, they look the same. They mostly act the same. And I would say the same with the men. They're all muscular, tall, hot, yeah. hunky men. Yeah. And I just... Th- there are obviously nuances, and they're not identical, but, you know, I, I, if you read all three books, you're like, okay, there's, there's a formula. Yeah, there's a really absolutely. clear formula, and the, the cracks start to show, I feel. The way... If they were written poorly... Yeah. They were, but they're written superbly. So well. They're written so well. They're the writing so fantastic. is faultless, absolutely faultless. And Sally has this really fantastic power that not very many authors have, where she can really, just from the way that she writes dialogue, you t- you can you know you don't need the quotation marks and you don't need the attribution of speech because you know who's talking. She has. She's that good. She writes know? the best fucking dialogue ever. I find dialogue so difficult to connect to very often in novels. It's because it I read it like and I go, robot. "What the? Who the hell talks like it's this?" It's like you meet a new character and they're like, "Hi, I am Amy, <laughs> and I am a student, and you know me in a complicated fashion. And can you believe how funny that is?" And do you know what I actually think is one of the hardest emotions to convey through dialogue? Mm-hmm. It's anger. Yeah, and, I, and that's that's when um in other books I'm like you don't sound angry you sound like an author pretending to be angry yeah you sound monologue but she is so good yeah. at showing rage and sharpness and, and sharpness quickness. and and actually when you are angry 
your mind actually works faster and it works yeah. better. I don't think that your mind like switches off and you go into this red, you know, all your vision goes red and you're just no. like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You know, she, she's great. And I think, I think why she's so good at that is because she is the queen of showing and not telling. Like yeah. she's like, for instance, on the anger thing, the way that they check their phone and like in the story. Yeah. It really like, I've got it written down here. It's it's just this like feeling that our age people have about phones, this checking and rechecking. She says, she took her phone from her pocket again. There were no new notifications. She opened a messaging app, tapped on Simon's name, displaying a thread from the previous evening. And then you get to read the thread then. That's when you learn about it. You get to you get to read the thread then. It's such a natural yeah. way that we're seeing these conversations. She's not telling us like Simon said this and blah 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 blah. She's not telling us that Eileen is like missing Simon and thinking and feeling uncomfortable and rethinking the things that she's doing. She's telling us yeah. through the action and through the dialogue. And you know, and that, that is really well done. And that's what she's. I we may have touched upon this in our normal people episode. Honestly, I don't remember, but. I, what I just always enjoy when I read literally anything that Sally Rooney writes mm-hmm. is how she picks up on those tiny, minute details on of life, oh, especially life of so, these particular characters who honestly are very similar to us. Yeah. And so their lives reflect our own. And it's just, it's the tiny little thing, such as like picking up your phone and putting it back yeah. down just to check if you've got notifications. Those sorts of things well, is like, like, oh my God, we've Alice all been there and I understand with it. A, with, a, with a claw clip. You know, that's very like 20, 20, 2020 to 2022 is like a big claw clip holding your hair up. Yeah. And I think that like there's this mis- misconception where one thinks that a generic book would appeal to more people that if you like yeah. had characters that were appealing and they and they did things that many people do then you would be like everybody would see themselves in there but that's not true yeah like the the way that you get a book that is like so gripping is when you have like these really like finite teeny tiny details that like you you yourself might notice or you might yeah. not notice and you go i can totally see myself like noting that and being like yeah, oh, that's such a good detail. Or not even, or even kind of the opposite, being like, actually, I don't notice those things. I don't yeah. do those things. Yep. And being like, oh wow, this character is different to I'm, me in these yeah, ways. Exactly, you know, exactly. And I think that that's that's where she captures characterization yep. so well. You know, she's so good at those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, you know, we've actually gone quite a while talking about, you know, you know, really important things. But mm-hmm. we need to talk about sex. We're gonna talk about sex before bisexuality. Yeah. Because okay. I need to, I need to talk <laughs> about it. This book, I oh have God. felt things in my bed oh my that I've never felt before. I, the sex scenes in this book, they've ruined all sex for me. All sex scenes, even even <laughs> like even like so early on, and she teases us. She she slowly gets into it because the first yeah. sex scene is between Eileen and Simon, and it's not even a sex scene. It's over text. Oh my God, it's and so hot. It's, so hot and I, I I oh my god <laughs> to put it back into like the the time period that I was reading it it was still locked down yeah um I was reading it in the morning before I would go to uni for the day we'd just been getting out of the house but it was the wrong time to read it <laughs> you get you to uni like, hot and bothered you can't like at like 7 30 read like a dirty <laughs> Sexy and dirty sex scene, and then just go on with the rest of your day and act like that didn't happen. That was like the the whole middle of the book was incredible because there would be a chapter of like this hot, sexy, passionate sex scene, and then then, and then it'll be socialist theory, (laughs) (laughs) and then do another sex scene socialist. And honestly, I loved it. (laughs) I mean, you get that's how you get the the hot little socialists off you know honestly you present them with a, th- a filthy and dirty sex the, scene and then with marxist theory. she was writing for the young greens okay? yeah okay <laughs> seriously oh god the, the the thing that i have about the sex scenes now i'm just thinking about the sex scenes and i'm getting <laughs> i know, I, know. I, I actually i just had to take off my jumper because i'm I getting so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to sweat um, I'm, I'm blushing like, yeah. i'm actually <laughs> blushing right now um the thing about the sex scenes and why they ruin other sex scenes is because, like, at the core of... I'm going straight back into, like, talking about an actual... Yeah, 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 good. But, like, at the core of... Ro- Sally Rooney's work is is about how people can't communicate, and yeah. but they can communicate through sex. And yeah. that's the whole point of her, like, books, is that's yeah. how these people that cannot talk to each other talk to each other. They talk to each other through sex. 
And if that's the point of your book, you have to have it in the book. Like you can't, like I've read other books since, yeah. like like Exciting Times by um, Nisha Dolan. Uh, boring Times, more like. It was like, it's a book about sex, but they, they, they did all the sex off screen. And I was like, but what's the point? Do you like to um, talk about books kind of like it's a movie off screen? I've I've noticed oh, yeah, that's, abs- you said off screen talking to the camera, like. <laughs> but it's like the I could say the actual word. Yeah. In the like, I could say the technical term, but, but nobody would know it. Also, like close up. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna it was be an establishing like, oh, shot. it started in medias res. You know, like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna start do using it. that more. Like, the the opening to this chapter is an establishing shot. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom in. <laughs> There's something else that I need to say. Okay. Um, Sally Rooney ha- kind of said, hi, bisexuals, here's kind a book of. for you. Yeah. But also she said, will the characters do anything bisexual? No. So there's like Alice and Felix are both. Bisexual, which yes. is great, and we love to see it. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's also good to see a bi man and a bi woman in a relationship together. I yeah, think yeah. That there's like there's a lot of stigma about like a woman in a relationship with a man and 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 them claiming to be bi, but also, but that's actually Absolutely. The, I don't know if people know that that's actually the point. Yeah. Of bi, you know, that's the point. Um, but like you can't really give somebody like is it poor representation? Do you know what I'm like? It I, seems like she just threw it in. I think that that is my biggest problem with this is I always think what I commend Sally Rooney for is everything is so intentional mm-hmm. and everything is there for a reason. That's my point. But it I didn't think seem that it, intentional. There was nothing. Yeah. It it had no. It didn't really build upon any parts of their characters. Yeah. It wasn't and and I almost I think it was just to be surprising, especially for Felix because he was like yeah. wasn't he like a construction man or something? Yeah. And I think he it was, was almost to be like, "Wah, ha ha ha, look at this guy. He can also be bisexual." But it was literally it only came out as like he was on his Tinder and Alice was looking over his shoulder and he was kind of like, "What? This Tinder with a man on it? I'm yeah. bisexual." And that was it. Yeah. I think it was way better done in conversations with friends mm. because it was like, not that sexuality has to be a central part of character, but I think if you're going to put it in, it's probably a pretty big part of character. Also show, don't tell. That's yeah. what conversations with yeah, friends yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. We, it's not like they had a conversation about what their sexuality was. Yeah. They just did it. They acted yeah. out their sexuality. And I think that was the biggest problem in this book is they literally told each other they're like hey i i like everybody and the other one was like me too <laughs> i mean in that a perfect it. world felix and simon end up together oh my and god and Alice end can, up you together. Imagine, can you imagine those sex scenes oh my god no don't no Stop it. <laughs> they'd be like ah uh, 64 you know like oh, it's how high are the ratings getting i would be f- so f- okay I let's can't talk think about, about that. shit men oh my god felix felix okay am I right? slight spoilers here the fact that Felix is an abusive person yeah, he is. and it just is forgotten about. Mm-hmm. There's like multiple chapters where Felix is incredibly abusive towards Alice, primarily verbally. And it's I just think that giving it's, me, it's giving me Love Island vibes. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a masterclass in gaslighting, just yeah. like yeah. Demi and Luca <laughs> and Davide. Davide. Oh my god. No, but seriously, the way that like the, the the easiness people forgive Felix, it's the same as how people in Love Island right now. I know. Be like, these men are fine, and they're not. They're straight. They're not. They're vermin. And I just, I, it, and I, it is realistic. It I is think realistic. That he's such an interesting. Like having said that, I'm glad he exists in the book like that. Oh yeah. I'm really. He's a very interesting character. He's yeah. got he's got lots of layers. You see a lot of them. You don't have to a, a character doesn't have to be likable to be good. No. And I also think that he presented a good dichotomy with Simon, who was kind of an angelic man, who was sort of perfect in point. every way, but that was the we'll point that. is that we're is back. that the we're angelic man no, yeah. <laughs> was not actually necessarily no. the perfect man for a relationship or for Eileen, you know. It was also know? the fact that it kind of it wasn't really about the men. Yeah. You know. It was about the friends you make along the way. 
Good lord. Yeah. Uh, the only last thing about Felix is that, like, I write in my books. We've talked about that yeah. before. I do we a know. lot of writing. Intense academic and, cr- critique. <laughs> and I gave, I gave conversation, not conversation, Beautiful World, Where Are You? Yeah. to my friend Jessie. And she said, I loved reading your copy because Felix would do something and you'd be like, fuck this bitch! <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's so, what we like yeah. to see. And I'd also be like, Slay Queen. You know, that's uh, that's that's pure academia to me. You know, yeah. that's that's she's that got an is English what you're degree. learning at this at this. Yeah, where yeah. are we? I don't know. <laughs> University. <anymore. laughs> okay, so we've talked about our slight problems with Felix, but also why he was necessary for the book. What, is, what were your thoughts on Simon as a character? I actually really loved him. I thought he yeah. was really. Connell was a like if I'm going back to normal people, I don't want to yeah. just keep coming back to normal people. But Connell was such a great character, yeah. And I think that Simon kind of, he was like a Connell but an adult. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he had like bigger. So a part of Simon's character was that he was real like Catholic, yeah. Irish Catholic, and um, and a lot of the book is like. His first date with Aileen was taking her to mass, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, after that, after oh my god. Um, but a big part of the book is like Eileen coming to terms with this man she's been in love with since she was like 14. Yeah, she does not believe in, in the idea of God or even like she's not spiritual and yeah. she's having to understand this guy she's in love with and like understand that he actually does believe these things. He's not joking, he's not just culturally, you know. Catholic. Yeah. He's he's like practicing. Yeah. And I thought that that was just so interesting. And I thought that I think you know, as we know Sally Rooney is a Pisces. <laughs> and and Pisces are known for their empathy. Notoriously, and I actually yeah. And I think and I think this is actually a great display of Rooney's empathy cuz I assume that Rooney is also not Catholic. And so it was kind of a way for both her through Eileen to empathize and understand Catholicism as a religion and a way of life. And it's also that, and you're going to laugh at me because I'm going to, I'm going to say it. And I know. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't have to. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense because of the (laughs) the troubles. That sounds like I'm making fun of it. If We're you want to have a drink, if you want to have, a, if you want to play a drinking game, at, if actually if I want to play a drinking game, I would just take a shot every time that Amy brings up the troubles, and I would be constantly drunk. <laughs> it's just really fascinating, and I know it is very Irish. fascinating, and Adoran, it, and you know what? You know? It's not talked about enough. It's not. It's, it's really. Not. It is actually very fascinating. Watch Belfast I, by Kenneth Branagh. Oh my god, it's so good. Anyway, continue. Um. I blame the English for everything, okay? Oh, God. Oh, Don't let's go down that road. I know. <laughs> anyway, it's, but it, like, in seriousness, it's yeah. a, it's a kind of a wealth of, like. A wealth? A wealth. <laughs> <laughs> wealth fit. <laughs> Simon's wealth fit. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like a, a, a wealth of material to draw on. Yeah. Where there, you've got this country that's been in a civil war for, like. 30 years. 30 years. But we've got the like it's such a wealth of material. Don't, don't. It's the wealth. I can't stop. stop. I can't stop hearing it. Go. There's just such a rich background for like Rooney to like discuss. She's she like I think people when they're thinking about Sally Rooney think that she's kind of writing from America or something. And a lot of her books are really rooted in the fact that they're Irish. Like she's not writing. Uh, she's not writing in London. She's not. She's writing about Ireland. Yeah. And it, like a, th- they're at they're an active civil war for like thirty years. It's a it's formative. You know that's changed like the way that society is working there. Especially around religion. And especially around like Roman Catholics. Yeah. And Protestants and yeah that kind of thing. And I think I think that Simon's just re- really interesting to actually like look at that. Yeah, and I and I and like look at look at it without being like, oh, he's wrong because he's a Catholic yeah. or like because he's a Protestant. or Absolutely, anything. I th- I found that all of that stuff really fascinating. I I understand your part with like the troubles and why that he was fascinating for you, <laughs> but then also why he was fascinating to me and why I related to Simon a lot. Mm. Apart from obviously being like six four and hot and blonde, whatever, and, blonde gorgeous. and yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. But I related to him at being an absolute workaholic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And how that can actually like impact your life 
yeah negatively the, you don't you know? have very much time to be yeah. a person because you're working yeah. all the time i actually felt quite viciously attacked by that <laughs> yeah i was like how dare you rooney i felt way more like eileen you know just kind of like floating around vibing <laughs> having really busy friends and being like can you hang out with me <laughs> <laughs> speaking of eileen yeah. you know there was there was an obsession with with her mm, weight in this book. I know. I think it's it's like, I am a Sally Rooney diehard. Yeah. I'll be the first to say it. And many other people will back me up with yeah. evidence for that. Yeah. Um, You're, You even kind of look like Sally Rooney at the moment with your bob. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But cooler because blonde straight. I'm feeling wonderkind, just yeah. like her. Yeah. I might put out a novel. Watch me. Just I will. Just watch me. Um. Anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Yes. Rooney's got this like obsession with thinness. Mm. Like, she writes these stories where she doesn't describe that much of physical appearance because it's not really about that. It's really kind of cerebral. And so why must she take note of every female character's, like, size and weight in every situation, especially in, like, the sex scenes? They're like... I can't think of one, but it's like her thin body. You know, like she's so thin. Like it's yeah. it's, it's really obvious. It's glaringly obvious to me. Yeah, and, but and I wonder. I think that it's partly just because for those women's ages and also mm. time of life and who they are as people, being thin and worrying about weight is actually a really important aspect of but who I they mean, are, which is sad. But I think that that. That is why, and that's why it's so glaring but when she has something she, about it. You know, like if you're going to yeah. put it in like that, I get it's a big deal. But she it's, actually but, wrote an essay every three pages. Yeah, she could why not couldn't write she, one about, you know, touch on that. And yeah. also, I would counter that with being like that kind of age bracket, they're at their most fertile. They're not going to be skinny. They're not going to be prepubescent looking. No. You know, why are we pretending that they are? And I think if you're going to put it in there, you have to say something. But like more important, why is it in there at all? It doesn't add anything. We don't need to I know wanted, how thin and. and Thin and pale they are. I wanted the I wanted it to be described them to be described as buxom bosoms, you know? That's not the point. <laughs> I just love why why do people not say buxom bosoms? No, you're right. Bosom no, but I no, yeah, you're getting at something deeper. Is that word? And um you're getting at something deeper and it's that people don't say bosom enough. Yeah. Okay. Anne of Green Gables, circa season one. Seriously, okay? bosom, bosom friends. Friend. I'll never forget. We're bosom friends. We are bosom friends. Yeah. And I also think that people don't say buxom enough. I think they say it enough. What? They don't say I it at they, all. Yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's like giving me the word association. I'm just, I'm just getting Chris Luxton from it. You know? Chris Buxom. Chris Buxom. And I'm like, <laughs> ugh. ugh. Luxon the Buxom. So back to the emails. I just think they could have worked better as letters. That's all I've got to say. That's all the that's all the bit going back I've got. I have nothing to comment on. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think that that's kind of coming to the end. Yeah, coming to the, coming to its end. I think that one thing that we have sort of touched upon, danced around mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. is Rooney's fetishization of a traditional relationship dynamic. What do you mean by that? I'm so glad you asked Tell me there, more. Amy. Because what I mean by that is it's it's cis hetero mm-hmm. with a submissive woman and mm, a strong yeah. man. Yep. Who do we see this from? Let's go way back. Conversations with friends. We see this between Nick and Francis. Mm-hmm. Then in normal people, we see it between um Marianne and Connell and yep. also Marianne and her other boyfriend. Who oh I forgot my his god, name. Marianne and her other, her other boyfriends can burn in hell. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, pro- the only the only time that this doesn't really happen is when we don't really have a particularly strong man in Simon with between Simon mm, and Eileen. Yeah, no. But even but then, it's even still then like it's talking still about sickness and oldness and yeah, something. Yeah, and I just think that we've seen a lot of romantic relationships in her books yeah. over the time, and they. The dynamics within it are all the same, and yeah. it's just becoming uninteresting. I mean, I think the interesting thing will be to see where she goes next. Yeah, like we've done quite, like I'm quite. We 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 really criticised. I feel like we did cri- critical thinking here. Yeah, I think we did too. <laughs> I think we did too. I I don't think like it's giving off the idea that like I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved know? reading it. I, loved I read it. it in like two days. 
I think about it all the time. I read it like last year, but yeah. I like, think about it all the time. And I loved it. And I, I think almost out. weirdly because of the emails, yeah. I almost feel like I was invited to critically analyze her yeah. text. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She was like, no, I welcome it. It was like Please she was giving bring it to it the in. people. You yeah. know? She and was so, like, this isn't mine anymore. Yeah, this yeah. is yours. So Sally Rooney, because you're listening. Um, we love you, babe. We do love you, babe. And you know what? You can grow. If you want to write a fantasy... Do it. Oh my god, it's like Can you imagine if she wrote a fantasy? Oh my god, seriously. But that's the like, minute details that would come out of that. Oh. But that's like some people just do a complete 180. Like Stephen Chopsky, who wrote The Perks of Being a Wallflower, right? Yeah. He, it took him 15 years to write that. And then he was busy doing the film for another five years. And then he put out a horror. Apparently it's really good. Apparently. I, I started it. I did the first two chapters and it was so scary I couldn't read any more of it. But, but that but means it works. Flip flop, you yeah. know, good for him. Like rebrand. Have you ever read a horror book? Mm, I've read a bit of Patrick Ness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's actually no, but, scary. No, so no good, that's scary. But like, I don't read a scary like scary rah. You know, like it's yeah, a scary rah. It's like a scary like. Oh my, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Scooby Doo. <laughs> I read like a scary like, oh my god, his brain is frightening. Like, like, yeah. like a, a psychological thriller is what gets me, you know. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, people are the worst. Yeah. I don't know people like the but people like being the real awful. world is evil, you know. Yeah. That's that's scary to me. So I think that's pretty. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we, those those are our those are our brief thoughts. Who's your um, favorite of wait, the wait, four wait, characters? If I was one of them, who would I be? Of that's the four, easy, yeah. that's so easy. That's so easy. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Because oh. you're Alice. I'm Alice. <laughs> <laughs> you're one hundred percent Alice. And I went, I'm Alice. <laughs> no, you are literally Alice. I don't think it's the right. Almost every single and the confidence facet of me. Alice's character <laughs> is you. Yeah. Who am I? Who are you? I'm Charlie. Firstly, okay. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I I feel like you're um Eileen's bitchy sister. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Where you're just like oh, I don't care. You had me at bitchy. I'm gonna have an expensive <laughs> wedding and I don't care if you come. <laughs> oh my god. I loved her. She was, she was such a little bit. She was needlessly <laughs> awful. She was an awful person and I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> she said happy Pride Month. Yeah, she did. She wasn't queer. Anyway, um She was the kind of like troubling woman though that all of the queers would be like Oh. The way I said queer, I'm one of them. <laughs> you can say it. I'm say scared. it again. I'm say scared. it again. I said you were Alice for many for a reason. reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm flustered. I'm flustered <laughs> and I'm blushing again. Okay, so that concludes our thoughts. But in case you've, in you may have forgotten year. one of our new um, one of our new segments. Yep. Was read a rabbit that's, hole. That's it's not from new. like the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> new, sorry. new to this year, yeah. I guess. But um, Reddit rabbit hole probably our favorite section. Um, yeah. So Amy has done the research for this mm-hmm. episode, and so I greatly look forward to um. And look, seeing I what found, you found this interesting because I went on Reddit. You know what was there? Nothing. Goddamn nothing. Nothing was there, and I went, wow. Rooney people, and I say that as a Rooney person, we're big internet people. We just like being funny on the internet. And where are they? They're on Twitter, okay? Okay, I'm ready to to hear some tweets, Amy. Okay. Give it to me. Sally Rooney girl characters orgasm way too easily. Sorry, but it bothers me. Is it a statement of sorts? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good point, though. Is it? I don't know. Cause who's, who's written this? Someone on someone on I, is Reddit. It, um, is it a man? Can you easily tell? Is it identifiable? Well, their name is Chips are Loka. Man. Chips are seriously Loka. <laughs> Ch- Chips are Loka. Um, I'll just say that the scenes are sexy. They are hot. I think they're sexy enough to yeah. Oh. You know, if similar things were happening to me, I, I guess I'm not a woman. So um, anyway. Yes, babe, you're so Sally Rooney, seven husbands of e- Evelyn Hugo, Mitski, Phoebe Bridges listening, pearly, chunky jewellery, rom-com, chick flicks, mean girls, legally blonde, pink streaks, Starbucks, Dominic Fike for my year of relaxation. 
Rest and relaxation, the bell jar Lord Fleabag. Can we fuck now? (laughs) (laughs) That's from at Manic Pixie Slay. What? Uh, I need a time to process that. That was a lot. (laughs) Normal people, colon. The musical, question mark. (laughs) Reminds me of Percy Jackson, the musical. I know. Percy Jackson supports unionization. Seriously. Um, she says stuff below that, but that's, Who cares? That's, the, that's the main gist of it. <laughs> this one is particularly salient. Okay. okay. What do you think Marianne and Connell's signs are and why? Oh. I haven't figured out what I think for Connell yet, but I think Marianne's definitely an Aquarius like myself. <laughs> I don't know enough don't about know the signs. I don't know yeah, what the signs either, are. But... I only know my, I'm an Aries and I still don't know what that means. <laughs> I lied. Full stop. I don't like sex. Put your clothes back on. I'm going to explain the Phoebe Bridges, Sally Rooney, Daisy Uga Jones, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Taylor Swift multiverse of madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is such a good video my from style Uncarly. Of, yeah, it's so good. Sometimes I think I only enjoy Sally Rooney because I'm pretentious and insufferable. But you know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> why have, why, why have we just been viciously attacked? Okay. She's a 10, but she identifies as a Sally Rooney character. <laughs> Do you identify as a Sally Rooney character? No. I see parts of myself. <laughs> I think, I think you and I Sally Rooney would be pretty similar as people. That's so lovely. Is it? Do you not think? Yeah. It is a, it's a compliment. I don't That's think so she's a, a bad person. Whenever you give me a compliment, I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm like, That's so mean. And you're like, it was nice. And I go... No, you're right. And that's that's and all I've got for you today. Thank you. Thank you. What I what I what I was picking up from the general discourses and the vibes going on on the internet is Sally Rooney has entered an interesting internet space. Yeah. Um currently populated by mentally ill um middle class white women who are in their early to mid 20s. And the other populace of this place is, as is pre- previously discussed, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Uh, She's Phoebe our Bridges. God, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you part, would you agree, would you be, say you're part of the, the, let's do Judge a Book by its cover. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> and now for the part of the show where Charlie and Amy literally judge a book by its cover. So judge a book by its cover, that is the segment where we um we well judge we a judge book a book by, by its, its cover. cover. And today we've got um Cold Wallet by Rosie Fenwick. Great, oh, yes, great name. Rosie Fenwick. That sounds like the name the name of like a detective yeah. in England, you know? But also at the same time a stripper. Yeah. I'm Constable Rosie Fenwick. <laughs> anyway. And Um, would you like me to give a little rundown yes, of the please, Yes, please, yes, please. So the the glaring thing is that there is not a wallet on Cold Wallet's no. um, cover. So from the top to the bottom, we've got it's it's a black background. Yeah. Okay. There's an iPhone. iPhone six. I would say yeah, early gen. Yeah, like early even, gen. Yeah, maybe yeah. an SE. No, it's not an SE. No, no, no. no. Sorry, early, sorry, early, sorry. early, early, early. Um, there's a cracked iPhone six. Okay, yeah. a black one at the top. Kind of yep. on a diagonal. And then on the screen is a, it looks like a magic eight ball. Would you say that's, isn't that's it, fair? Isn't it or the, is it? I'm pretty sure that's the Bitcoin logo. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So we've got a Bitcoin coin, a Bitcoin yeah. coin. One um, Bitcoin. And it's kind of flaming. Well, it's not flaming. It's giving like matrix, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, it's, it's a it's a fire. It's definitely will. important. Um, and then in the top right hand corner we have locked, full stop, loaded, full stop, gone, full stop. And then we have cold wallet, and kind of like a, it's giving me like nineties er, kind of. It's giving like me font. heat signature. It's giving, but it's giving me, me like, like the low resolution. Like it's giving me res. low res. It's giving me this is the early nineties and this book is two dollars from Whitcalls. You know? That's the font no, that I'm getting. It's getting me like finding it at a like at a at a hospice shop, you know, for that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then the last thing is that there is kind of a heartbeat, like illuminated heartbeat line. Yeah, but if you look at that heartbeat line, flat line, but if you look at that heartbeat line, nobody's heart beats like that because it just goes up and up and up and then back down and then flat. Yeah, no, maybe That's it's like brain waves. Maybe maybe it's like a. <laughs> but I think it could it's be an ECG. A, no, I think it's supposed to be a heartbeat. <laughs> I just think, I just think that they got it wrong and it. And before Not we make our judgments out yeah. of however many, how many, ever minis, yeah. Um, I'd just like to say and remind: we are not judging the book. We've not read the book. We're no. judging it by its cover. Don't okay. even know what it's about. Actually, what do you think it's about? <sighs> um, cold wallet. I think it's about. Now that I know that that's a bitcoin, yeah, it's kind of giving. I've got to stop with the giving. Yeah, it's giving. <laughs> it's slaying. It's giving internet <laughs> warfare. House the down boots. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. As, um, I don't know. It looks boring. It, it looks does real look boring because I don't understand why it look definitely gives thriller. It's, it's a thriller of some description. It's making. I me- think what I think it's going to be about is somebody has like stolen bitcoins, <laughs> and then somebody has to get it back. This is the kind of book that like I'll be at a party, and people are like, oh, what do you study? And I go, I study English, and and some guy. Some oh, yeah. dirty, commerce greasy student. commerce student will yeah. be like, oh my God, have you read Cold Wallet? It's about this guy. He's just trying to he's just trying to make it in the world with Bitcoin. He's just, you know, loving capitalism at its finest. Yeah. Have you read that? And I'm like, no. And they go, you should read it. I, I can lend you it. And you're like, and I go, go oh, away. Yeah. Leave me alone. I, I'm, I will never touch this book. So out of three trillion Bitcoins, yeah. how many... Um, wallets have you lost i would say about four Rosie fenwicks what I about you 3.5 okay Ro- Rosie fenwicks okay and with that we bid you adieu um in our next episode i am so excited for this i'm excited to hear what it is because i'm not sure what we're talking about <laughs> i may have pounced this upon amy yeah but in our next episode we are going to be talking about a court of thorns, thorns and roses. We're diving into high fantasy young adult fairy, fairy porn. porn. <laughs> um, I read it recently, and I have a lot of thoughts and opinions. So I read it as a impressionable teenager, and I've got a lot of memories. So let's take a stroll down memory lane. Next time. If, um, you're, if you're still here, thank you so much for listening. We're really excited to be back and yeah. really excited to, to get back on track. You know. And we love you all. Um, if you want to send any donations, my bank account number. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Bye-bye now. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.